Hello and welcome back to Manic in Miami. This is Holly Hurricane and I'm back after a long break in my new podcast um, following a somewhat of a personal crisis and something that took most of my time and effort apart from my other obligations and priorities I'm ready to speak about it. This is a very sensitive episode and trigger warning. If you have had an abortion, like one out of four women have, some of my clips in here may be upsetting. I cut them down to very brief clips and I do cry during them, but hopefully it's not too dramatic. It was a difficult process with a lot of grief, um, a lot of reservations, difficult decision to make, and I suppose a lot of hormones involved um, as well. I recently had a twin abortion, an abortion of fraternal twins, and I have three audio clips. The first two are raw moments in my process of abortion. One clip I recorded just after I took the first abortion pill and I went directly from the abortion clinic to Fairchild Tropical Botanic Garden uh, for some peace and tranquility to reflect on everything, which was a roller coaster. I was in an obstetrician's office planning to have a child and 24 hours later I had started a medical abortion. The second clip is on a dock uh, just down the street from my home where I had, I guess it was sort of a a little ceremony for myself um, and I disposed of the two fetuses or I guess they're called fetal remains. I disposed of them in Biscayne Bay. And then I have a very short clip of um, uh, a poet I I used to admire, among many others, who took his own life. And he's reciting a short Emily Dickinson poem. Of course, Emily Dickinson was thought to be manic depressive and... Liam Rector, who is a modern poet, took his own life um, several years ago. I love his introduction because inappropriate expression of emotion uh, for public consumption seems to be a theme of mine in this podcast. And it's a very short but beautiful poem about letting go. (sighs) I am still in a bit of disbelief. that this has happened. Of course, there is a lot of controversy surrounding mental health and abortion, um, with some people believing that abortion is a cause of mental health issues. Um, I think research suggests that that's absolutely not true. Um, Although I have done a lot of academic research and for people with... um, certain pre-existing mental health conditions 
it can be problematic just as miscarriage um, and just as uh, postpartum period um, for women. And of course, many women experience postpartum depression. Um, but the same goes uh, for abortion. And for me, I am trying to avoid um, a recurrence of mania. I've been in a hypomanic state for a little while. I'm working with a new therapist who's wonderful and my psychiatrist just to make sure that I'm doing all I can um, medically uh, and psychologically to to prevent a relapse uh, of mania. Whew. I've had a couple of big questions on my mind regarding abortion and mental illness. Uh, I've been thinking about, you know, ethics um and that's and i'm not addressing the roe versus wade or anti-choice when does life begin i just uh, would rather not address that in this podcast um but ethics in terms of are there ethical differences um between the reasons people people um induce abortion uh the reasons people um make this choice I don't think so, but it seems that everyone needs to qualify um, their, I guess, sort of confession that they have had an abortion with reasons, um, you know, developmental abnormalities, um, economic reasons, other life circumstances, often, you know, people who are very, very young um, have other plans for the rest of their lives. Uh, and in my case, um, I was planning to go ahead with the pregnancy until I, I discovered that I was pregnant with, with fraternal twins, um, and that I, I might be on my own without much family, without any family around. Although my mom and sister happened to be in Miami when I discovered I was pregnant, um, which was a strange coincidence. Oof. So... I mean, does it really matter why I why I made this choice? It shouldn't, um, but it seems that the way abortion is presented uh, when people speak about it, um, I, I think it suggests that that uh, there is a lot of judgment um, and there's definitely stigma, um, and people do place different. Um, ethical standards, um, whether they mean to or not. Um, that's just my belief and my experience. And I've definitely shared this with too many people because I've been very, um, unhappy with some of the reception that I've gotten. Um, and I've also found out who my friends are and I've had wonderful supportive people around me, including a couple of men, shockingly. Um, because, you know, oof, some men are just don't get it. Uh, <laughs> and a lot of women don't either, I've, I've discovered. Okay, so one question, you know, are there dif ethical differences? And does it matter why someone is choosing to get an abortion? The other question related to mental health, which is similar, and of course, 
huge stigmas in our society. Does it matter um, if someone's psychosis is a result of drug use and stress or an existing mental illness and stress? Does that matter? Does it make a difference? Um, And the conclusion that I've come to is these are all people who are on the spectrum of desperation in some sense. And, you know, these are people who are struggling and going through difficult times. Uh, Believe me, because I've been been there um, in both ways recently. Um, I guess that's why I've been thinking about these. And maybe I should think a little bit more because I just came up with these questions about five minutes ago. So, yes, there are some very raw clips, uh, very short, that I I just decided to share. Maybe I'll regret that decision. I may be in the less than 5% of women who really regret my decision um, to have an abortion, but I'm notoriously both indecisive and extremely hard on myself. And, um, and so, you know, uh, I've been going back and forth, um, but I'm, I'm doing a lot better now. <sighs> um, the hormones, you know, are also filtering out, I guess you could say, um, which is a noticeable difference. I filled out a form at the abortion clinic about sort of concerns about having an abortion in the procedure and feelings and any reservations about it and I look back on it mine's pretty cringe um it really is (laughs) communicating I am 50 50 and I'm I'm really not feeling great about this Um, but it was I think the the rational logical and practical decision for me okay um I had no idea that I had maternal instinct by the way I was never particularly, you know, interested in in having children wasn't something that I sought out um, in case you thought I was just like a failure who really wanted a white picket fence and a husband and a bunch of kids. I never really did. So it was strange to become pregnant and to just develop this really extreme maternal instinct. Of course, it's me. So it was extreme. I knew I was pregnant before it was confirmed. Um, against all odds I think there's like a one percent chance that this would happen um and I knew I was having twins before my first ultrasound um I just knew it and that's a little that's haunting you know that I had this sort of connection anyway you know the last couple of months of 2021 and 2022 have just been so challenging um making this a little bit more difficult for me, I think. Of course, I'm also 41. Please tell me I don't look it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I kind of feel like every time I reached the surface, you know, I felt a little like I was drowning um, through all of this. I was finally able to catch my breath a few times, and I was pulled back down. You know, it wasn't... I hadn't really found my way out of it 
and I really felt that I had um, a few different moments um, during these past, like, God, eight months or something. Um, yeah, so uh, my next podcast, which I'm about to post, is actually a very brief, I guess, sort of preview of one of the wild psychosis stories of the um, would have been father of of the twins. Actually, um, he was a very successful young guy in New York City, and had a wild journey to um, spending a month in Bellevue Hospital in New York after a psychotic break. So I think we sort of bonded over that when we met. And we met socially. (laughs) We didn't meet through any sort of (laughs) um, mental health-related institution or context. Uh, I knew he was kind of a maniac because... When I told him a near stranger and a young guy who I think is um, has no shortage of uh, opportunities, let's just say, um, <laughs> as far as I understand, his reaction to my telling him, hey, I'm pregnant, you know, was that's awesome. And then <laughs> I was like, well, I was kind of in shock, like. What? You know, I don't know how mentally stable either of us are right now. You're you're younger. He's 34. Um and then he said real recognize real and looking thinking back on that, that's pretty hilarious. Um so he had some some life issues and some unexpected adversities himself after um I found out that I was pregnant and we finally kind of reunited in person after the abortion and I realized at midnight that it was the 10th anniversary of my father's death and there I was reuniting with the guy who looks a little bit like my dad actually um, who would have been the father of my children Um, and I don't think I'll ever have kids so that was probably my one shot Um, just strange I'll be strong and um, I'll be okay. I have some cool gifts from my old friend in New York um, who pretended they were kind of housewarming and completing renovation gifts, but I like to think of them as, damn, this year has freaking sucked for you, gifts. (laughs) Um, And I really appreciate the support of everyone, including my ex-boyfriend and my friend in Paris. Um, Shout out to the French people something you don't hear very often. Anyway, this is kind of a very long intro to some very short audio clips, so I guess it's all right. I hope you I don't enjoy them. I, I don't know. Um, but anyway, I'm back. I think Todd Tornado will be back, and my baby daddy will be posted soon. He's away for a month, and when he's back, he'll be back again. So, gosh, my main Instagram has been hacked for a couple weeks, by the way. Please um, just follow Manic in Miami if you you don't already. And life is stranger than fiction. Have a wonderful 
rest of your day or wonderful night. And I'll see you or speak to you or speak at you soon. Bye, guys. So, I have never been pregnant before. I was not taking birth control. I had sex one time and I became pregnant. I had a prenatal visit with an obstetrician and I learned that I became pregnant with fraternal twins. The odds of naturally conceiving, having sex one time to conceive is very rare for a 41 year old. And my immediate reaction, despite having no ties or or commitments with with the father, was one of of happiness and my thought was I need to do this you know and I need this is maybe the change that I need in my life this is it this is the transformative moment and and one of my of my thoughts about continuing with the pregnancy was I now own a place it's great timing you know I've been through a terrible period in my life and I need to do this. And I became very, very happy about it. It's hard to think about about that right now, especially because it it was a feeling that I had as recently as as two days ago. Um, And here I am, that's it, I've started the abortion process. I think that many people are become a bit scared when you know they become pregnant and, and hear these stories your life is never about you again it's over and that could frighten some people I was like please sign me up please can my life not be about me ever again please this is awesome like I need to fucking get on board with this um maybe that is a selfish reason to want to have a baby I'm not sure but it was part of my thought process and it So I'm sitting on a dock, floating as the sun sets. It's a breezy day. Short walk from where I live at a sailing club. And I brought with me some objects. I guess it would be considered a shrine of sorts. And it is a beautiful setting for me to say goodbye to the fraternal twins that would never be. I believe there's, their spirits were around me. And I haven't planned this, so it may not be as poetic as, as I would like it to be. Perhaps you're surrounding me now. I don't know. I hope so.
I'm so sorry. I wanted you to come. It will haunt me for the rest of my life. God, I wish I could have met you. I bet you would have been pretty good looking. You actually would have been Jewish too. Okay, Maris and Sam. I'm so sorry. Goodbye. Goodbye. Day. I have this poem from Emily Dickinson I'm gonna, going to try and recite because I think it's wonderful to memorize the poem. Um, and it might be inappropriate. I am, why, why people remember me as a teacher perhaps is because I am a master of the inappropriate. It really is a kind of Tourette syndrome uh, where I say whatever comes to the top of my head. Uh, and I think why that happens is because the world seems so, to me, so vastly inappropriate. Uh, and that I'm so confused, really, that I'd, I couldn't say an appropriate thing if my life depended on it. But I think Emily Dickinson had, had much better manners than myself, among other things. She has a poem, uh, After great pain, a formal feeling comes. The nerves sit ceremoniously like tombs. The stiff heart questions, was it he that bore, and yesterday, or centuries before. The feet, mechanical, go round, of ground or air or aught. A wooden way, regardless grown, a quartz contentment, like a stone. This is the hour of lead, remembered, if outlived, as freezing persons recollect the snow. First chill, then stupor, then the letting go.